Welcome to the Niches You. My name is Matt Gottesman at Matt Gottesman on Instagram, and this is my daily podcast where I create short, quick hitting episodes to help you uncomplicate life, creativity, and the pursuit of your highest self. There's only main character energy here. Now let's get into it. Welcome to episode 177. There's a surefire way to know you'll win. And I'm not going to give you the answer just yet because I want you to stay tuned for it. But I am going to essentially give you the answer within a quote I'm going to read here momentarily based off of something that Naval Ravikant had said on wealth. And it was featured in his book, The Almanac of Naval Ravikant. And uh, obviously you can reference it in the show notes. Go to book recommendations. In that list, you will find The Almanac of Naval. And it was written by Eric Jorgensen, who took... Naval's philosophies and all of his tweets and turned it into a book, of course, with permission from Naval and turned it into two halves, one on wealth, one on happiness. And it's a it's a phenomenal book because Naval breaks down wealth into a much more simplistic philosophy and shows you know, because let, let's first talk about that. Wealth is a very interesting topic because one, we all have to define that differently. But if we are using, you know, a monetary value based on how to earn and, and ways to do it and with integrity and with, uh, you know, being smart and being disciplined and all these different things. But a lot of times the idea of wealth eludes people uh, from it's more so from a mindset standpoint and what I mean by that is that you get a lot of people will say, well, you know, well, I, I work, you know, 14 hour days and, you know, and, you know, but because I have this kind of job and not that kind of job over there, therefore I can't create wealth. And so that's, you know, that's also an illusion just because you might see like you may have one type of job, but then you see a doctor, <laughs> doctors have a whole other, they're, they're still somewhat part of a system unless they're an entrepreneur in some way. Um, and there, there's different ways to make money. And, and then what you do with it, right? But in, what's important is that w- what happens often is this mindset of, well, like, well, this circumstance, well, that, well, um, you know, I'm in this environment, uh, that his, his philosophies on wealth are phenomenal and they're so simplistic and it'll really help you see through kind of um, what is, is blocking you in, 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 in essence and he also, he's a big advocate of um, not necessarily that you have to do everything so grandiose and big and that, oh, the only way you, you make wealth is because you have some gigantic corporation or company that you've built. And, you know, he looks at it more from how do you take intellectual curiosity about something and in this day and age that we have, pair it with technology and intersect the two with media, good media, <laughs> more so social when, when used accordingly, um, to bring your message to market to drive uh, business growth for the thing that you are intellectually curious about all the time and are constantly cultivating a relationship with. And that when you, and in part of his core philosophy on the wealth side, because the second half is about happiness. And I love his his take on happiness about like, really looking at the most important things and that you'll find that what you're able to do uh, with your physical uh, 
like with your with your career, if you will, or with your your job or whatever it is that you want to make your wealth, the happiness that your your joy your peace is actually what's helping provide for that versus simply just chasing money for chasing money's sake. And so uh, I feel like this is like a complete book review, <laughs> but before I even get to this quote, and so uh, when he's talking about wealth, and I and I love what he's basically breaking down. He says, look, if you've got this way of uh, something that you you just can't stop thinking about and there's all kinds of signals around uh, what you like to do and in this new economy creator economy that we live in where you can bring that talent to market in some way to provide value in mass like we've never been able to do before because of the internet and you can manage your output you can manage what you're bringing to market you can manage what you're bringing to the people and you take good care of them in turn they will take care of you monetarily and the best part about that is that's much more scalable than our parents and grandparents and so forth and you know uh, uh further back generations were able to do um if we're looking at it from a monetary standpoint right now here's the quote that i read and I want to dissect it and says what you should be doing when you're creating a startup, right? So just think of like your startup is just anything, you know, that you're, you're really passionate about is not what space is hot or what resources can I bring there? It's what knowledge do I have? As Peter Thiel. So for any of you wondering, Peter Thiel was like one of the co-founders of I believe it was PayPal, a big venture capitalist, billions of dollars under, under management for like tech startups, all tech type of stuff. Um, as Peter Thiel says, what is, a, what is a secret? What is a thing that I believe to be true that other people don't, that I have an intellectual obsession around? If you've been obsessed with the space for some time, for whatever reason, it was a hobby. You couldn't look away. You were really fascinated by it. You figured something out. And because you figured something out, you can bet on that with deep conviction. That's a surefire way to know you'll win. Now, here's the tough part. It, and I talk about this all the time on the podcast, it can be for something unconventional that wasn't taught to you in school, that is not promoted by friends, that is not promoted by family, that is not promoted by the education system. And therefore, you might look at it as there is no chance in hell that it can work. And that would be wrong thinking because you have a very unique individual path and it would actually be more detrimental to follow what everybody else is doing versus grounding in your own talents and skill sets and unique curiosities that for some reason that thing just stays around with you all the time. It's not haunting you. It's hinting you. It's constantly telling you what, where to go. But, and, and by the way, I have extreme empathy. I get it. I totally understand because, you know, the world isn't always so kind in the beginning. Actually, you'd be surprised when you're building online. It's everybody else and complete strangers that love you for trying. They absolutely love you for trying. All of you love me for trying, I would think. You know, for the most part, that's why I would hope that's why you're here. You know, like you all love my effort. Now, if you want to know, um, with the exception of a few, a few of my close friends from high school, 
that know what I do. There's only a very, very, very small amount. Uh, the rest have absolutely no idea. I'm probably like some like glorified blogger to them, you know, because it's just different generation. You know, I think they stopped with Facebook. By the way, any of you that are just that's what you still use. I'm, I'm not saying anything about Facebook. I'm just saying that like that was kind of the pinnacle of their, you know, and they go on to talk about like how you know, whatever. So um, so I'm I'm, you know, sometimes maybe the or not. Maybe I'm not the outcast. Maybe I'm not. It doesn't I, you can't really worry about what people are or aren't thinking. You just don't know. But the point being is that um, for a very long time, I took a different path that, you know, over the last few years, more people are coming around saying, oh, I, I get it now. And I'm like, well, in fairness, I, I had to grow into it, too, because uh, technology and digital was always so early. So, you know, talk about like, you know, people say, well, boy, are you in the right place at the right time? I'm like, well, it did take about 24 years. <laughs> I'm not saying that for you guys, by the way. We're in a different time frame. I'm just saying that because of related to technology. So, you know, so you have to, to kind of getting back to on, onto conversation, onto topic, what are you intellectually obsessed about, right? There is a very specific reason, as I mentioned, that's a hint. And so you've got to work on the mindset of being okay to be misunderstood. And you have to really ask yourself too, are you worried about being understood from the general public? And that's okay if you are. But like, I wouldn't stay in that too long because the problem is, is that keeps you sidelined versus in the game. And I find that when you are in the game, and I've talked about this a lot recently, you can mold and shape a prototype of the direction of, of which you are heading and people will start to get it. But you can't rely on them fully getting it because it's not their vision and you can't rely on their validation at all. Now, the people you serve that you are relying on somewhat of the validation of them because you are bringing some sort of value to them. So yes, it's nice to get feedback from the people you serve in which you are bringing your passion to. But I love that he says, if you've been obsessed with the space for some time, the space meaning like the, 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 the place, whether it's about cars or technology or journaling or um, fashion or music or um, aerospace engineering or uh, coding or piano playing, art, sculpting, dance, it doesn't matter. The point is, is the space is something that you just are obsessed with, always adjacent to it and i and i by the way i've got some questions below that i want you to journal so i'm, I'm going to turn this a little bit into a journaling uh, episode again and you all seem to kind of like that too some questions to ask yourself but um it's a very interesting thought uh what's said here i'm going to read this quote one more time what you should be doing when you're what you should be doing when you're creating a startup is not what space is hot or what resources can i bring there Right, because you don't want to just be like, oh, like everybody's jumping onto that, and that's where I want to go, and like that's that's the cool thing. Everybody's a part of a tech startup. Let me do that. Oh, everybody's uh, everybody's jumping onto that trend. Let me do that. He says, "It's what knowledge do I have?" Again, I reference my nephew every now and then. That kid is all about cars, and he works with engines, and he works with tires. He actually works, you know, for like a big tire company. Um, and he understands marketing and distribution and importing and exporting, you know, and sales and, you know, and then on the side, he's always working on cars. He's always um, buying, you know, cars to work on himself. He's always helping other people with their cars. Everything he, he is obsessed around cars. That's his obsession. And, you know, luckily we have a very entrepreneurial family. They're like, go for it. 
But um, it, that's very hard sometimes. You know, he, I've mentioned this before, school couldn't teach him in electrical engineering what's, what he'd already been learning uh, earlier on. And then in business, he was learning more from his job, which was promoting him constantly than the school system where someone was just kind of teaching him some theory. I went to business school, so I understand that very, very well. So he is obsessed with cars. He took, he decided to take his path into his own hands. And while he's very busy, he loves it. He absolutely loves it. And he won't quit from it because everything about cars is his obsession. And he's young and he's early. And so I can only imagine where that's going to go over the years as that industry adapts and changes and pivots and all this stuff. But that's his obsession. That's the space he's playing in. And it says it was a hobby. You couldn't look away. You were really fascinated by it. You figured something out. You know, what I love about that line as well, it was a hobby of his since he was a very young age, especially with his father. And um, he's just carried that forward. And it's okay if for now it's a hobby, but I want you to treat it like it's everything. Even if you are doing something else for a living and a life or whatever. But if you have a hobby that you can't stop thinking of, there's something there you need to examine. And here's the funny thing. If you don't, you may sometimes find yourself comparing yourself to somebody out there in the world who's doing something with your hobby for a living. And let's just say hypothetically, hypothetically, because we never want to compare and judge, but we know naturally people tend to compare themselves. They're doing it well, but you could be doing it better. You're not upset at them. You're upset at you because you're not doing more. And potentially because of your skill set and your obsession with that particular hobby or industry or whatever, yeah, you actually probably could very well be the best in it. Absolutely. A hundred percent. It was put in your heart for a reason. You just have to work on whatever is blocking you. We're going to talk about this here below. I'm going to get into the questions. You have to work on whatever is blocking you from thinking that it can't turn into something. Now, I am not guaranteeing overnight success. I am not saying that like it can, you know, windfall you a fortune. I don't know what it is for you. What I'm saying is that there's a hint in there and that when you go all in on something, you just can't stop thinking about that is just constantly there. Sooner or later, it's it's always there. It's always lingering when you don't pay attention to it. I have had that my whole life until the more recent years where I'm like, enough is enough. I'm going all in on these things, all of them. And I'm doing it. And I don't care if it takes 20, 30, 40 years. I don't care how many years it takes. I really don't. I'm in, and I'm enjoying every minute of it. Now, there are days that I don't feel like working. I work. There are days that I'm like, what the hell did I just get myself into? And it doesn't. And But at the same time, like, I know, like my vision holds me strong. Like it's different when it's something you just won't quit from. And I did a post on that. I, I put that out on Instagram. Go check it out about, um, about with God and how you're just not going to quit from something that's uh, from God. You just won't. You won't. You can't. You, and I said, you might have an inkling of the thought of quitting, but you're not going to. It's just different when you move with God. It's just different. When you know you're moving with something that's in you, it's different. So here's some questions I want you to ponder, to ask yourself. I want you to write each of these down, and then I want you to journal the answer. I want you to reflect on the answers. Number one, what knowledge do you have? What is something that you are constantly just, you just know so much about? And, and again, let me give you the most random experience. Let's just say it's sewing. Let's say it's sewing. 
And you're just like, well, I know how to use sewing machines. I know how to do sewing. I know how to do like, I know how to make uh, clothing. I know how to make um, blankets. I know how to make this. I know how to do that. Like, and, it, and, it, and the reason why I'm using sewing is because like for you to think that you couldn't do something with that is ludicrous because in this world, especially, I mean, the, the future belongs to the creators. You're watching everybody go for it online. Not everybody, but a lot of people go for it online. Hey guys, I made this. Anybody else? Or hey, like what you all want to know how to like learn to cut and sew for fashion? I'll teach you guys. Whatever it might be, right? But I want you to think about what knowledge do you have? And I don't want to hear some crap like, well, I don't have any. Yes, you do. You do. It's That's what I'm saying. It's a very intuitive thing that just you're like, I don't know. I, whatever you're a natural at, I assure you, there's a lot of people that are not. In fact, there's a good, strong majority that are not. So what knowledge do you have? Number two. What do you have an intellectual obsession around? What do you have an intellectual obsession around? It's a good one. What is it you just constantly think about all the time? For me, you know, I like, it's interesting. I don't, and I don't even know why sometimes the writing I get and uh, the podcasting I get and the speaking and all that I get, but I've always looked at brands, branding and fashion and um, the way like businesses uh, come together and um, like how they piece all, so from like a business standpoint, I love looking at like how they help people. There's something about helping people, but like how they how they um, solve an innate problem for people. And I think about all the ways in which they solve a problem and how do they make it more efficient. And I love, I didn't get into systems until later on in my life, like way later, like the last four, five years later, I just never thought about systems as something that I, that I would actually really geek out over. And I do when I think about like, oh, how do you make creativity more efficiency efficient? How do you make helping people more efficient? How do you, um, you know, and yet I was always kind of doing that when I was a consultant for all these businesses. I've always also looked at a lot of like fashion and music and talent. I started off in the music industry and I got out very, very early on. Um, but I was always able to figure out talent very quickly, um, and sound and, um, and fashion, something that I've actually, it's really weird. I would, um, I would take apart things, uh, since a very young age, whether I would, I, I knew what, uh, styles of cut that I liked the most. And then, uh, and it wasn't about labels as much as like feeling and, uh, like, um, uh, and I just, I knew like how it would 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 fit somebody or myself in that way and I would break down pieces and sometimes I would even cut stuff up I don't even know if my parents that. like I would cut um, just to understand like how something was made it's so interesting to me um, and so I would think about how brands would like or people would you know create their own brand with like apparel and merchandise and um, you know and then Obviously, like with writing has always been an obsession. It's been an obsession of mine. Now, when I was told at a very young age about, uh, you know, fixing my writing, I didn't think anything of it. But um, but behind the scenes, I was always journaling, always journaling, always writing, always writing, always writing and always looking at books and book covers back to the branding book covers and what, you know, how do people um, get their thoughts out and how are they pre uh, presenting them to the world? All these little obsessions were in the background. All right. Question three, because I want to kind of get through these to so we don't get this episode too long. But question three, what is stopping you from thinking that you can't pursue it? It's a big one. What is stopping you from thinking that you can't pursue it? And number four, do you know of anyone who's been successful doing something you're intellectually obsessed about? So whatever's your hobby, let's just say your hobby. 
or your intellectual obsession, intellectual obsession, do you know someone who's been successful? Like they can be like a mainstream person, not that you have to know them personally, but do you know of somebody? You're like, oh yeah, there's that person, but that could never be me. You're wrong. You're absolutely wrong. They just made a career out of it and they made it public. And this will help. Question five, what's a limiting belief in your system that's holding you back? Why are you holding back? Why are you saying, well, they made it. I don't, that's, that's just them. No, that, that they were you at one point. And again, the kicker here is that you actually were probably equipped to be even better, not to compare and we wish them well, but you may be actually equipped to be even better than them and thank them that they paved the road so that when you do it, it's not a abnormal thing. You're like, well, so-and-so did it. So I'm just taking my crack at it. Right? So number six, what would you need to do or believe to break that limiting belief, right? All the ways, all the things you would need to do, like let go <laughs> or remove yourself from certain people's lives, <laughs> you know, no, like, or, you know, be in different environments or, you know, what would you have to tell yourself to break that limiting belief? And number seven, this is a big one. Who told you you can't? And the follow-up bonus question, I want you to write as many people as you want on that one. Who told you you can't? The bonus questions, would you trade places with them for their life? There should be 100% no in there. Who told you you can't? Would you trade places with them for their life that, they've, that they're leading? That's, that should give you the exact perspective that you need. So again, chase your intellectual obsessions. For me, mine was always tech and fashion and business and systems and, and like, you know, how things are put together and digital and internet and, um, you know, uh, print and, you know, all like an art and architecture. I mean, there's so much in there. There's so much in there. And real estate, actually, a lot of you may not, I mean, I don't know if I talked about that much on here. I did, I did real estate for eight years back before it was cool, by the way. <laughs> I did that to help fund my first startup. So, you know, lots of different things in there. Lots of different things in there. What are you intellectually obsessed with? What are you constantly thinking about? What is a hobby you can't look away from and you're just so fascinated with it? There's something in there for you. I want you to explore it. Please go through these questions. What knowledge do you have? What do you have? Uh, what do you have as an intellectual obsession around? What is stopping you from thinking that you can't pursue it? Do you know of anyone who's been successful doing something you're intellectually obsessed about? What's a limiting belief in your system that's holding you back? What would you need to do or believe to break that limiting belief? And who told you you can't? Would you trade places with them for their life to lead their life? And that's a surefire way to know you'll win. Having an intellectual obsession around something you've always had and will continue to have. I appreciate you tuning in every single episode, every single day. Thank you as always. Please leave a written review on Apple as well as five stars. Please leave five stars on Spotify. Please check the show notes. Recommended reading list is in there. Some of you started to ask me about the masterclass, my very first masterclass called Write, Design, Build. I Check it out. Ask me. DM me. It's all good. Reach out. I appreciate you guys for tuning in each and every single day. And until next episode, I'm out. All right, that's it. We'll stop there for right now. I hope you found this helpful and applicable in some way. I want you to remember, you do not need to fit in. And you certainly do not need to fit into some category or title nor be put into some box. 
The niche is you. It always has been. Please share this with a friend and be sure to leave a rating and review. Your feedback means everything to me. And also, thank you for listening and supporting me. If you're new and you want to receive these the moment they come out, please text me 480-530-7352. Text me podcast. I promise to only send you the good stuff. Thank you. And until next time, I'm out.